welcome back to the 1111 Synchronized Podcast. I hope this is meeting and greeting you in the highest of the high spirits. And uh, everyone just take a deep breath in and release. All right, I hope everyone is staying safe, staying positive, spreading love and not fear. And, um, you know, I want to start out by giving a birthday shout out to my dear friend. Today is your birthday have a great day. Shout out to all the Aries out there. And um, if you have any topic requests that you'd like to hear covered on this channel, please send them to at Agent K21 Podcast on Instagram or connect with me on Twitter and on Instagram at Agent K21. Um, so yeah, this, you know, as this is going to be the, it's going to be a little bit of a lengthy episode. I'm just going to let you know that right now. It's going to be a little bit of a lengthy episode. And um, as all things, we must transition to the next. As collectively, we are transitioning from the old to the new. This is also going to be the season finale of season three. I know. Pour some out for season three. Um, so this is going to be the season finale. So let me know what you want to hear talked about for next season. And um, I'm going to get right into it. So talking about the dark night of the soul. Now, some of you may heard of this term. Some of you may be currently experiencing it. Some of you have already gone through a dark night of the soul. Uh, so let's get everyone on the same level here. What is the dark night of the soul? And uh, I'm going to give my personal opinion of what it is, and then I'm going to share some other insights. So my personal opinion of the dark night of the soul is uh, it's a time of transition. It's a time of uh, awakening. It, it's it's kind of like a, being a seed, a seed that is planted into the ground and that becomes a flower. And some of you may have seen, you know, the post that says you think you're in a dark place, but you're actually planted. You think you're buried. That's because you're a seed. Now, what happens while the seed is in the ground is it has to die first to let out all the nutrients to become that flower. And so that is what I think about when I think of the dark night of the soul. Um, so if you're in a dark place right now, fear not, fret not, you're all right. Um, you're going to get through this. We're all going to get through this. And um, it may seem um, disturbing. It, might, it may be anxiety inducing, all of these things. And that's, you know, anytime we trotter on unfamiliar territory, there's going to be that uncertainty and so kind of in that middle phase of not really sure what's going on not sure where I'm going but I'm going somewhere and um, you know these phases come right before before the um, enlightenment or before that next level right and so the dark night of the soul um, I've definitely experienced them since I was a child and I never knew or never called it this never knew what they were called but um my friend whose birthday today I think actually put me onto this term I had never heard of it and um so if you are interested in it please google is your friend please research it and so this first definition I'm going to give to you comes from the website lonerwolf.com and their definition of what a dark night of the soul is it says the dark night of the soul is a period of utter spiritual desolation, disconnection, and emptiness in which one feels totally separated from the divine. 
those who experience the dark night feel completely lost, hopeless, and consumed with melancholy. The dark night of the soul can be linked to severe spiritual depression. So if you're feeling any of those symptoms, if you're feeling any of that right now, know that you're not alone. Know that you'll get through this. Know that it's perfectly all right. It's okay to not be okay. Whatever you're experiencing, whatever stage you're in, it's, it's all right. And, um, you know, there are people out there, connect with these people who have gone before you, who are illuminating the way, you know, myself included. You can always connect with me uh, via social media or any other platform. And another <clears throat> definition I'm going to read here, this comes from Ram Das. He says, the dark night of the soul is when we have lost the flavor of life, but have not yet gained the fullness of divinity. So it is that we must weather that dark time, the period of transformation, when what is familiar has been taken away and the new richness is not yet ours. And so, um, yeah, there are considered, well, from this website and, and from this quote, the seven omens of a light, uh, seven omens of a dark night. And I just realized that it comes from the same, uh, same, probably the same website, Loner Wolf Path is what it says on this uh, link here. But this uh, website is the lonerwolf.com, not the, but lonerwolf.com. But I'm going to read these seven omens of the dark night of the soul. And, um, I don't know if I already mentioned, but later on, I'm going to have two of my friends join me and we're going to talk more about the dark night of the soul, give, get their insight, their wisdom, their perspective, and uh, hopefully leave some really good resources for you guys. Uh, But the seven omens of a dark night, a deep sense of sadness, often triggered by your life in humanity, you know, and so right now, uh, personally speaking and and maybe even collectively there's this deep sense of sadness of how we've treated the earth how we've treated the animals those who are awakening are becoming conscious of what we say and do and ingest in our spirits and how we treat each other and um you know just personally I've always been just very emotional and very sensitive to everything around me so uh always being triggered by seeing poverty by seeing humanity in general by arguments I definitely as a kid definitely had those experiences um the next omen is acute sense of unworthiness um that may be just from that sense of one of those ego stories of not being good enough you know and a lot of us come into this life with human conditioning And these transitions happen so that we can remove those conditions and find that unconditional love for ourselves and for others. Uh, The next one is constant feeling of being lost to a life of emptiness. Uh, When I think about this one, I think about uh, the movie The Matrix. When he started his awakening process, he was kind of going through a dark night of the soul. He was like, you know, going back to his old life and being like, man, I used to eat there and I used to do that. And just kind of having that sense of like, everything is meaningless and in that emptiness and just kind of that hopelessness of, you know, when, when, uh, going back to the matrix, when Morpheus shows him like, Hey, this is the world you're living in. He's like, stop. I don't want to see this. Like, 
um, the next one even says possessing a painful feeling of hopelessness. So again, that feeling of like awakening to all the things that we thought were true actually being false. And that cognitive dissonance that occurs when that happens of like wanting to hold on to it so badly because it's familiar and safe and then also realizing it's detrimental and having to let it go, you know. And so I just want to say also that the dark night of the soul and really everything is not a good or bad thing. It's a process. It's a way of awakening. And so um, I typically don't even look at things in the terms of good, bad, right, wrong. I look at them as, is this beneficial or detrimental to me? And it may feel like this dark night of the soul is detrimental, but it's really for your benefit. You know, everything works for our good. Everything is to get us into the highest alignment. And so uh, the next one is willpower and self-control is weakened, difficult to act. You know, so it may be hard to maintain the routines we currently had. It may be hard to, um, to just get up in the morning, you know. As everything is uncertain, it can feel very like a very powerless uh, transition, you know, as people are losing their jobs or their loved ones, it can feel very like the universe is against you or out of your control. And that's where the act of surrendering really comes into play. It's taking that mindset of realizing the strength of vulnerability, realizing the strength of trust and surrender. Uh, and shifting our mindset to a universe that loves us unconditionally, that's not withholding or, or trying to punish us, but really shifting those core beliefs that we may have inherited that are that could be detrimental for us. Um, the next thing is lacking interest and in finding no joy in things that once excited you. So again, that's uh, you know part of the spiritual depression, you know, and. It's, it's kind of like uh, the way I feel is that it's like removing the mask of all that you thought you were. You know, you thought this was cool when you were younger. You thought that was whatever. And it's like, that's not really you, you know. And so it's removing all the things that are inauthentic to you to replace it with the things that actually spark your soul, that actually make you find joy. Uh, so if you find yourself not interested in your old friends or your old ways, uh, it's probably because there's a new path to open for new ways, new ways of being, new ways of becoming. And the last omen says you crave for the loss of something, a distant place or return to home. And so we're all walking each other home on this journey. Uh, everyone we meet is a mirror reflection of something that we need to learn. And, um, you know, I know when I was younger, I never felt like I belonged here. And um, always yearning for home, always longing for home, not sure where home was, not sure if that even existed, but just knowing there's something, there's something better than this, there's something out there. And um, you may feel that, that grief process, you might be grieving the loss of what you once knew to embrace what you truly are and where you truly come from. Um, and so for those of you who our light workers, star seeds, mystics, you know, indigo children, all of that. Um, you may have experienced these feelings, these symptoms, and unsure of why. Uh, I would also encourage you to check the episode I did uh, about the star seeds. 
that was season one, episode three, I believe, I talked about what is a starseed. So if these uh, words resonate with you, I would advise to look into them and to see what's there. Why, why is this, you know, but uh, a lot of people are being unplugged from the system that currently resides, currently is in control, but is about to do an about face. And um, it's, it can be unnerving for a lot of people. It can be anxiety-inducing, but, uh, you know, what you focus on is, is what you're going to get more. So I would just say, you know, meditate, charge your crystals, get some uh, grounding going on, um, really tap into love and not being ashamed of whatever it is that you love. If you love to sleep, go take yourself to sleep. Take a nap. You know, it, it, this is this is not the time to be... Uh, critical and self-judging this is a time of self-love and really reflecting and getting that introspective introspective going um and you're just know that you're on your own path so you can't wake anybody up who's not wanting to wake up uh let them sleep let them get their beauty rest but for those who are awake and for those who already woke um you know continue to shine your light and help others who want the help Uh, It's available for you. All these resources are here for you. Um, And so this is not the end. This is a transition to a beginning. Okay. So everyone just stay tuned. Buckle up. uh, Keep your vibes high. Connect to your tribe. And um, hope everyone's doing well. I can't wait to see you guys in the next season. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for your support. And um, we're going to take a quick break before we get into... uh, you know, conversation with me and my friends. So thank you all for listening. Uh, We're here for you. Connect to us on social media or any other platform. Let us know what you want to hear and be well until next time. All right, guys, welcome back to the 1111 Synchronized Podcast. Today, I have two special guests that are going to talk about a topic that, um, we're going to share some knowledge, some wisdom on this topic. So I'm going to let you guys, you guys, inner energy, introduce yourself for you. So if you can just state your name and any type of shameless plug you want to give yourself, go ahead for it. Oh, sure. I'm John Carlo, and I'm here with uh, my roommate, Serena. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> Does she want to say anything? Oh, sure. Well, he introduced <laughs> me already. So, uh, hi, my name is Serena. Uh, and I'm John Carlos' roommate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, perfect, guys. Well, thank you both for being here. I really appreciate you guys taking the time to just talk with me. Um, how's everything been on your guys' end? How are you guys holding up? It's been crazy on our end, I think. I think everybody's kind of just being overwhelmed with everything that's going on and uh, mm-hmm. a lot of fear-mongering kind of going around, not saying not to be proactive and you know, make sure that everything's okay in your household and with your health. But um, mm-hmm. I think people kind of just got off tangent with this whole uh, COVID-19 business. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like the entire planet is going through that awakening, that shift, that dark night of the soul that we're all kind of experiencing collectively. And that's why I really wanted you guys input on the dark night of the soul. So if you both can just start by saying, um, where you first heard about this dark night of the soul when you first heard the term and, and anything you want to sh- um, share about that. 
want to go first? Yeah. Okay. Sure. So I guess my personal experience with the Dark Knight of Soul has been uh, pretty ongoing, but it wasn't until see i did a shamanic healing with a practitioner and had a soul, some soul retrieval work done and then you know one of the common kind of energetic side effects or you know symptoms that happens when you have some soul energy brought back is typically that you kind of feel or refeel these kind of things that happened to you that hadn't been processed to really allow you know that integration process to happen mm-hmm. and so as that was happening i was kind of subject to being able to feel those things again as they kind of like come out you know of the surface to be released and that kind of sunk me into you know a what do we call like a spiritual depression right where it was just kind of like i don't really i don't really feel anything you know going on i don't really like feel like doing anything and you know i don't Mm -hmm. really yeah so I was following a podcast that I really enjoyed um, that was specifically kind of like talking about like gay men's issues and like gay men and spirituality. And they had a really good topic pop up right on pretty right, pretty much right on the queue that was talking about the dark night of soul as well. And there's some, some illuminating kind of things coming from that perspective too. Um, the first time I heard about it was probably a few months into my spiritual journey when of course people talk about it on message boards and things like that and kind of refer Mm -hmm. to the book that was written by St. John of the Cross about the dark night of soul, which kind of recounts his own personal journey into that really, really dark space for him. So, but until I kind of listened to this podcast and really come to grips of how it relates to me and what was really going on because it's a very, very personal kind of journey. Um, mm-hmm. It's not a blanket thing for everybody to go through. Then I was just like, Oh, okay. And as soon as I became aware of it, that's when it started to kind of shift things for me. So um, I'll let Serena go. Uh, I think for myself, uh, the first time I think I heard the term, uh, the dark night of the soul was, I think more around like 2011 Mm-hmm. And I think, but it, you know, everybody's different, but my spirit journey actually began more with just uh, more of the metaphysical side and kind of getting into the, the movement with um, like global warming and just, you know, what was happening with the earth and, you know, the changes in the earth and then kind of shifting into, you know, the information about the new earth and, you know, different things mm-hmm. about tension and things like that. And I think for myself, um, I, I hit that pinnacle in 2011 when I started to freak out about, you know, 2012 and the end of, you know, mm-hmm. what the Mayan timeline and not at, at that point, not knowing, you know, that it was going to be an awakening, that it would be a shift into a, a brighter timeline and letting go mm-hmm. of a, a more dense negative timeline. And in my, you know, hindsight's always 2020 and where I'm at now, mm-hmm. I look back at how fearful and scared I was back then compared to now um, is, is, is crazy. But I think a, a big part of it is most people don't realize the dark night of the soul is not something that stays with you forever. It's, you know, something that you kind of transition through as a spirit, as in, you know, we're humans having a spiritual experience, you know, like we're, we're not, is that how you say it? We're spirits having a yeah. human experience, sorry. So 
it's hard when you're sitting in like the 3D mindset of just all this is happening to me and not really taking a step back and looking at it from a spiritual, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a galactic ascended being, you know, and looking at it and saying, mm-hmm. I'm all this, I'm, I'm this encompassed being and I can journey through this, I can get through this. But when you're physically facing the dark night of the soul with like limited understanding, because at that point, that's where you start to attract people who help you get through it, right? Mm-hmm. But when you first feel it and you start asking questions about it, you don't know what you're feeling. Like you're so confused about what you're going through and the depth of how sad it is, you know, like it's just very overwhelming. And I think you had a good point to say that collectively right now, I think humanity has shifted from, you know, this negative timeline to this positive timeline. And all those who have not been awakened up to this point with this COVID-19 and just with everything that's going on, in our timeline currently, you know, a lot of people are experiencing the dark night of the soul now. Mm-hmm. They're going exactly. through a time and, you know, you have all these way showers, you know, people like the three of us that are talking about it, being able to, you know, shed some light on it and say, listen, you're going through it, but you're going to get through it. Like mm-hmm. one of the things that um, I say to a lot of people is this too shall pass. You know, this is something that as a collective, you know, as humanity, we're going through it, but we have to remember when you take a step back from looking at just a 3D timeline and looking at things linearly, we've already gotten through it. We're already there. It's already done. It's already passed. You know, you just have to, you know, kind of just go through the motions, stay safe, stay healthy, do what you can do, stay, keep your mind centric to, you know, just love and a higher vibration. Don't get wrapped up. And all the crazy, because it's easy to get wrapped up in the crazy. I mean, mm-hmm. explaining to my roommates earlier, um, something most people don't know is that I'm almost eight months pregnant. So for myself, I had to venture out to the supermarket today. And I, I worked in the medical field for years, you know, and I've helped, you know, to save people lives. And I've gone into a patient's room and, you know, my patient was already, you know, deceased, you know, it, it's a difficult thing to be in the medical field. And I was in my car and for the first time I had to put gloves on to get out of the car. And I started to cry like I, and, and, you know, I'm at the last month of my pregnancy. So it was very overwhelming, you know, to feel mm-hmm. like, oh my God, this is our reality right now. You know, and then I went into the supermarket, Well, it took me five minutes to calm down to get into the supermarket. And then when I finally got in there to see all these people walking around with masks, it's overwhelming, you know, and Mm -hmm. even for myself or someone who kind of resonates in a higher vibrational place, it's like, you know, this too shall pass. I was even overwhelmed for a minute, you know, when you're stepping into places of such low vibration. And then when I say that, I mean, there's so many people with the consciousness of fear when you step Mm -hmm. into a market or when you go out in general, it's like literally better to stay home where you can keep your energy and the vibration of your household at a higher attunement because stepping out into the world, you are interacting with people who just don't understand what's happening, you know, yeah. and you know, the dark night of the soul, you know, right now it can, for, for some people, it can be a day for some people. It can be a week for some people. It can be years. You know, it really just, your it's where you align your perspective, where you align your vibration and, you know, God willing, you, you start to, align with people who can help teach you versus just, you know, kind of going down the rabbit hole and not finding your way out of it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and thank you both for sharing. And um, I can only imagine how overwhelming this must be, especially for people who are pregnant or who have to travel or work in the medical field. Um, like I just got off work not too long ago because I'm a counselor 
And so I had to just, you know, meet with a bunch of clients today and just kind of sensing that overwhelming feeling. Um, luckily, my clients are children, so they're they're kind of lighthearted about it and not really understanding the whole impact. But it can be a lot when, like you said, there's so much fear program out there and it's people thinking things are happening to them and not for them and having to shift that whole mindset. Um, so thank you both for sharing that. And what would you say, what advice would you give to people who are ingesting and consuming so much fear right now? What would you, what kind of um, advice would you give to them? Yeah, I think for myself, I would tell people, turn off the TV, log off of Facebook, <laughs> get off of That's IG. Right. Um, you know, there's so many things, you know, it's okay to, you know, engage in social media. It's okay to know what's happening in your community. It's not okay to get absorbed by it. You know, the, I, one of our friends, we have a, um, we have a WhatsApp for our spirit group. We have, you know, a weekly meditation group that usually meets. This is the first week we're not meeting um, because, of, you know, we have to comply with what the government regulations are. But um, one of the ladies uh, posted into our group that um, she had heard about a 15 year old who was um, getting ready to, you know, she had attempted suicide because in her household there they were playing the news all day long. And she was so terrified about, you know, thinking that her mother could get this, her brother could get this, you know, that her family could possibly die from this. And I don't think people are realizing, you know, as an adult, you know, you have the capacity to kind of deal with things differently than children. And it's our job to protect our children. It's our job to protect our families, you know, and um, it, it's a lot easier to understand. Like, and I tell people, you know, be careful where you align your perspective. It's not that I'm not prepared in our house. We, you know, we disinfect. I disinfect every morning. When we go out of the house, we come in, we lice all the bottom of our shoes. You know, we're engaging with understanding the 3D reality that we're living in. But energetically, we try to align with a 5D mentality of saying, this is happening, but it's not happening to us. You know, and if you have a low vibration energy field, you're going to attract sickness. Sickness is a dis-ease of the mind, you know, and if you have, if you start to sit in a place where you're just always constantly worried, you're going to attract more sickness to yourself. So it's really important to stay hydrated. It's really important to meditate, you know, stay in a place where you're attracting more love and light than, you know, all this crazy sadness that's going around. You really can't do that to yourself. The best thing you can do is unplug. I mean, you want to go onto social media, go ahead, surf, talk to your friends. But once it becomes something that's so overwhelming that now you're just engaging and sharing the fear mongering, you know, like it's not helpful to you and it's not helpful to your community. Right. Yeah. And I want to, do you want to add on to that? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> You know, a lot of things that are kind of being illuminated for us in these times, is it's a very polarizing experience. You know, um, the, the dark night of the soul is considered a crucible. So it's, you know, it's it's a space that you enter to shape and transform you. And, and we have many different crucible experiences in our lives, and they're really meant to kind of shape our evolution or our growth. You know, in some cases, this experience will either reform you or completely break you and force you to look at another avenue of growth because you might have to like start from square one or square zero as it were. And so this whole experience is kind of happening for the collective on mass. And there's 
a lot that's being shown to us in terms of like where things have gone wrong, you know, where things are no longer working. And that's kind of what the, mm-hmm. the dark night of the soul as a teacher has for us individually. But now it's happening to the point where we can all see what's going on. Yeah. We can all, we can all kind of see the outcome and the, um, the echoes of that into our major reality because as a collective, we all have one higher self and we all have one shadow. And so the dark night of the soul kind of calls you in to go deep within yourself and, and find those dark places to understand what's keeping you from moving forward and what's keeping you from progressing or the things to really sit there and analyze the things that no longer work. So we're getting those prime examples of that in the things that continue to try to shut us down, you know, that are using themselves as conduits to spread to fear. We have the media and the government and the social media platforms. They've all kind of like shown their dark side to us. And we've always known about that. We just kind of like tolerated it and let it like, let it go or, um, so we're like he's kind of like bypassed it for the sake of illuminated yeah yeah, for the sake of our own personal comfort but now it's just it's grown to the point where it's too uncomfortable to bear and that's the whole point of it is like okay well now that it's too uncomfortable to bear you have to change something you know you have to do you have to do something you have to really reassess everything and so i like what people are doing in making those strides to kind of reclaim these mediums for our social and communal like expansion, like Facebook and, and doing the, the Zoom group calls and even having like mm-hmm. a glass of wine with their friends over a big conference call and just staying connected because this is really what these platforms were meant to do to help us like be connected, not to help us separate from one another and like distance and attack one another and things like that. And so that's really being brought into light because there's a lot of that dis- that kind of discussion and that kind of debating and arguing over, you know, the COVID and over the fear and, you know, the, all these people kind of like harassing the anti-vaxxers and harassing the, the people with the crystals and the essential oils. And, you know, there's just all these people looking for excuses and looking f- for things to blame and, and really kind of um, emphasizing that victim mentality that's become so rampant in our community. So some of the great things you can do are, you know, stay connected with your friends, have those calls, go to those, you know, virtual DJ sets and raves, really just engage with some of those mass meditations that are all over the place. There's certainly a lot of videos on YouTube that some of the major channels and channelers rather have put out there to help people be at ease with the whole situation is what, what this major situation on the outside is really calling you to do is go inside to address those situations on the inside that are making you freak out about it. So once you kind of overcome the, the outer facade, like the outer lying layer of the global situation, you can really get down to the work that you need to do on yourself. And it's just giving you a container with what it is, you know, crucible is a container so that you can do this space and, and what's a quarantine? It's a container, right? It's a container that you put yourself in to, to be safe and to heal. And so it's all about withdrawing and being able to have your own space back and not have to worry about all the people in your lives that keep taking your energy or that are, you know, toxic unknowingly or knowingly to you and helping you to kind of root out some of those things and get back to you, like the base core of you and what's your foundation of, of you and what is your energy like and not picking up on all of people all other people's stuff and so we kind of spiritually have that element available and in a lot of the practices we do like you know some of the cultures like let's take the omnish for example they 
when they get a piece of furniture, they leave it outside for like two weeks, you know, for, for the earth and the wind to cleanse it. Right. So it's kind of like that, we, you know, we make sure that when we get something new, we bring something new into our lives. It doesn't have anybody else's energy attached to it so that we can kind of bond with it and they can be part of our space and part of our energy. So we're kind of doing that with ourselves as we're just going back in, you know, and, and shaking off other people's energy so we can understand ourselves at a deeper level um, to kind of get into that, some of those deeper spaces that we really couldn't get into because the distractions of the outside world and rather our relationships that are occurring on the outside can be far too distracting, like all the drama and, and things that people project onto us. And now without that present, it's just, you know, silence and, and for many people, darkness. And it's about being okay with that and realizing what that means. You know, the shift is, it can be pretty scary for people. And so the medicine of the butterfly kind of comes in there with the caterpillar kind of goes through this mutation and, and this kind of very strange phase where it's like eating a ton of food. And then all of a sudden it just goes into this really, really dark place without knowing what's going on or when it's going to come out or what's going to happen to it. And, you know, it merges as something greater than what it was before, but it certainly didn't know that going into it. It just kind of knew that it had to go in and knew that it had to be that process. And at some point it had to trust that something was going to happen and something that was going to, everything was going to be okay. And so those lessons apply to us individually and as a collective that we have to know that once this global shutdown is complete, like everything that emerges is going to be something greater than it was before, because we're going to be transforming personally and communally to make those things happen. And the more we do that work on ourselves, the more we can help to enact and spur the change that's going on globally because there really is a lot of stuff going on under the surface of this whole thing and there's a lot of kind of resources you can find on that you know they're making a lot of arrests um, for people that have been kind of major cancers on the human society a lot of like um, you know very bad people have been kind of pulled out of the the machine so to speak so that things can be reworked and so it's a fundamental reworking and reanalysis of everything down to your core, like operating, you know, procedures of who you are. So that's what's happening for the globe, you know, for the governments, for the countries. That's what's happening for everybody, because what else can you do except look at what went wrong in many cases um, or what could have gone right, depending on your perspective. So some of those exercises or some of those um, meditations are really helped and kind of designed to push you in that right direction. Right. Cause sometimes we just kind of feel like we're adrift and we just mm -hmm. don't want to do anything. And that's totally okay too. It's okay not to do anything. It's okay. Right. To feel not okay. And just be with what's going on. But at some point you also kind of feel like, okay, I want to get on with it and really see what I'm supposed to be doing or kind of like, take some of the cues that I've been given by spirit about looking at this stuff with a new lens and how can I find this new lens? And like Serena said, it's the people that are going to help you with that kind of manifest in new and maybe unforeseen ways, especially right now when we're kind of like socially distanced, that will happen through some of these Facebook groups, like the Starseed Facebook groups and things like that, that will have like live calls or they just have like group discussions and can be really helpful in facilitating that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Um, thank you again, both of you. Those are definitely some great suggestions for people to do. And I really like how you said, you know, it's about going inward during this time. Like everything's shut down for a reason, like connect to your source, connect to the source, connect to yourself and really go in and, and kind of focus because what's on the inside is, is reflecting on the outside. And it's kind of like, you know, clean the inside of the cup first, and then everything else will be just as well. And so I, I want to know, because I feel like before, you know, this collective shift was happening, everyone that was kind of going through the dark night of the soul, they kind of signed up for it. And now it feels like people are kind of forced into it without necessarily realizing it. Like you said, the, the butterfly, you know, the caterpillar kind of just like, oh, I guess I'm in this cocoon now. And, you know, there could be a lot of resistance um, towards that. So what would you say, or would you, do you think that everyone experiences a dark night of the soul? And, um, cause I mean, I realize even as the shift is happening, not everyone may awaken, you know, not everyone may uh, have this dark night of the soul, even as a collective, but would you say everyone experiences it? Or um, would you? Uh, I, I, I think that, that um, not everyone experiences it because not everyone is, um, we come in, you know, in terms of spirit and, and this may, some people will take what I, what I'm saying and understand it. And for some people, this may just plant a seed for later for them to understand it. Um, but we come in with contracts. We come in, you know, mm -hmm. with an understanding um, we're more than this body, right? So we're more than this 3D vessel that's experiencing life currently. And before we come here, we come with an understanding, we come with a mission and we come with something that we're coming to achieve. Um, so no, I don't think everybody will, will have to go through the dark night of the soul because you may have gone through that in another life where in this lifetime, you don't need to go through that. Um, do I think people are being forced into it? No, because we all have contracts. And um, if you're here on this planet at this time, um, you're meant to go through this. You know, um, think about all the people that have passed, all the people that are now in spirit who are not taking um, the ascension wave the way that we are right? You know, they're experiencing their ascension through the, the space of spirit, you know, where they're guiding us from the other side, but we're still here. We get up every morning. God's not finished with us. God, God is spirit, universe, whatever word you want to put on it. Um, we're coming in with this force because we're meant to be here. We're the way showers. You know, we're here, even if you don't understand that. I mean, there's, um, uh, there's an example that's called like the hunter's monkey syndrome. And humanity represents that. We've gotten to a place where we've tilted so far into the light where so many humans are awakened that now the rest of humanity is awakening. And it's not that they don't have a choice, but energetically they've been put here because they're meant to do this with us, even if they don't mm -hmm. understand it. Even if right now, like I said, even if this is me just planting a seed for someone else to be like, what's ascension? What's that? I don't even know what that word means. Let me look it up. You know, there's there's a there's an awakening of Christ consciousness. And you can say Christ consciousness, you can say Christ consciousness, you can say the human mind awakening. There's so many words that you can use for it. Um, I would suggest Googling all of them if you've never heard of it. But we're meant to be going through this right now. The dark night of the soul is just a fraction of what our journey is because that little tidbit awakens you to so much. Like when I thought that the polar caps were melting and that the world was going to be imploded, you know, like that terrified me. But that was 10 years ago. 
That was 10 years ago. And 10 years ago, I was so fearful that I said to myself, I would not have a, I don't want to have a child in this. I would never want to get pregnant. Why? Because I'm terrified that I'm going to have to carry my child to the top of the hill with water raging. Like that's how fearful I was. And here I am now giving advice to other pregnant women saying, you're giving birth to little earth angels that are transforming this earth. We're bringing in children that are so cosmically aligned that they are going to change and help change this world. That's a big difference between now and 10 years ago where mm -hmm. I was terrified about it, you know? And I think so many people are just scared and they're scared rightfully so. But at the same time, once you open up to the spirit that you are, this isn't about other people. This is about the energy that exists as who you are contained within that vessel of who you are. And once you can connect to that, there's no fear because now you know that you're more than just a human. Now you know that you're this grand spirit that's come through many timelines, that's come through so many different ways. And I'm a badass and I can do this and I'm going to get through this. And when you start meeting other people that have that same mentality, your vibe attracts your tribe, right? When you start meeting other people that are, you know, kind of reflecting that into the world, you align with it. And now you have a tribe of people that you can do this with. When I, um, I'm originally from New Jersey. And when I moved to Florida um, in 2014, every single person that I met from when I moved to Florida were psychic mediums. And it, it, it just kind of spun into this group that, you know, I met five or six people. And, you know, on average, when we do our weekly meditation, we have about 20 people, even though the like, I think the larger group is about 35. We do um, ascension retreats, you know, we meet just so that we can share information. You know, just so that we can and we have little chat groups where we just throw memes at each other or videos or books or things like that. Just it's important to connect with people who kind of are aligned with what you're thinking, you know, but, you know, then it's important for us to lift each other up. It's important for us to do things like this because this is how humanity changes. This is how we become awakened because we share. We, we tap into the human collective, the human mind consciousness of just sharing and giving information so that we can uplift humanity as a whole. You know, we're no longer a part of this, um, you know, negative timeline of, you know, everything's going wrong. We've shifted to a 2020, you know, uh, a lot of people may or may not know what the event means. The event is the Ascension timeline. The Ascension timeline reflects the most positive, highest potential for humanity, and we are already there. So it's important for, like I said before, for people to remember, we've already gotten through this. This has already happened. Time is linear. And as, as spirit beings, we are not linear beings, although we're experiencing time through a linear fashion in the 3D form of, you know, being in the spirit, you know, in the human body, but we are so much more than that. And that's why it's important to meditate. It's important to do these things so that you can kind of step out of time and you can just, you know, enjoy being home. You know, it's kind of like, I've, I've always lived my life where I was working I was and the last few days I've kind of been going crazy because I can't do anything. <laughs> I have no choice but to be home. So what do you do? You read books. You know, what do you do? You talk to people. And it helps you to engage. People are connecting with their children again. They're connecting with their parents. They're connecting in a way that before we had technology, we, we forgot how to do this. We forgot how to interact with other people, mm -hmm. you know, and, and we're getting that back. We're getting back. You know, the animals are literally walking around the street like, you know, there's the the pollution is starting to go away because these factories are shut down. Gaia is healing. This is a time of healing, not just for like John Carlos and not just for the person, but for the planet, for government, for everything. There's so many things that are shifting, so many things, so many layers 
what's happening during this time of just, you know, um, this pandemic that's happening, you know, that it's kind of like, you know, a blanket over the world that, that that's one aspect of it. But when you pull it out, you have the fitted sheet, you got your pillows, you got your mattress. There's a bunch of underneath that quilt that's sitting on top of the bed. You know, there's so many layers to what's happening here. And it's important for us to remember that there's more to it. You know, it's not just mm -hmm. the sickness. There's, there's look at the little synchronicities that are happening because of it. You know, it, it's a silly thing, you know, but it's not negative for everybody. For example, my brother, um, his wife just gave birth. And had he had this pandemic not be happening, um, he would have to be at work and he would miss he would have basically missed the delivery. He would have missed, you know, every every moment of that first two months of his son's life because he had no choice but to be at work. This has allowed him to be able to be there at his son's birth. It's allowed him to be a part of his his wife's experience as being a first mom, you know, and there's little things. It's not like that for everyone, but you kind of have to take a step back and look at it that it's not negative for everyone dying from this. There's a lot of people who are recovering and that's just not being shared in the media. You know, there's a lot of countries that are working together because of this so that they can get the, the vaccines out or, you know, the solutions of how you can handle this out. There's so many other things that are happening that are positive. They're just not being shared. You want to <laughs> <laughs> that? Yeah, there, there's definitely a lot that's not being shared right now. And, um, you know, it's actually kind of funny that, ironic, I should say, that yourself, you're, you know, being pregnant during this time and your brother's wife being pregnant during this time. My brother's wife is pregnant during this time and, you know, had a, had a false alarm yesterday, actually. So, like you said, the, the new generation is definitely going to be... Um, implementing the light codes that are already here and that continuing that work um absolutely and, and John Carla you said something earlier about you know there's more going on underneath the scenes right now did you would you care to elaborate on that I was hmm. intrigued well there's a a quick pick that I'll send you that kind of talks about the the three-dimensional fourth-dimensional and like fifth-dimensional lens of what's going on with the coronavirus. There's been some other channelers that have kind of come through with messages from Gaia and from um, other, you know, other beings about this whole process. But, you know, basically as, as the 3D world is kind of like unraveling itself as a result of this global shutdown, they're taking that opportunity to say like, you know, all these borders are closed for all these countries. So, you know, getting in and out is a lot harder. So, there's actually some a lot of like covert military operations going on to kind of bust and track down a lot of the cabal elite or these, you know, um, kind of black magisters or what you call them, the oligarchy that have oh, been, mm -hmm. yeah, that have been well, the cabal is basically like the oligarchy that has been like ruling, controlling and manipulating humankind from behind the scenes with the other beings and things like that, that have been interfering with our process of ascension and, you know, kind of trying to keep us in the dark ages and, and keep these timelines of, you know, of mm -hmm. pain and suffering active for as long as possible. And, and, you know, basically try to keep us enslaved to everything that's going on and keep, keep the programming going, right. Keep the matrix online. So a lot of those agents and like those big players in that stuff have been tracked down and like eliminated or like arrested because of this, you know, kind of mm -hmm. blessing in disguise that is all of the countries freaking out and closing their borders and stuff. And 
you know, energetically, there's something to be said about the fact that like the, the country that got hit the biggest aside from China and that had to shut down and really like close its borders and then reassess a lot of stuff was Italy, you know, the, the home of the Vatican, you know, like with the largest mm-hmm. seat of like Catholicism, which is one of the things that we've kind of come to assess is like the, that the organized religion is not really doing humanity any favors at this time. So of course, one of the biggest seats of like bureaucracy and, and hypocrisy within the modern world is being like turned off for a little while so that they can't manipulate what's going on. Right. Um, and also forced to kind of reevaluate some of the stuff and the people of course that have relied on that, they're no longer, they can no longer be dependent on that anymore because that is being taken off the table yeah. So there's some sort of, you know, interesting counterplays in effect about that. If I could add, um, mm-hmm. not just the, the change in like how we align like spiritually, because, you know, some people really align with just the religious stuff. There are a lot of aspects that are happening with the global reevaluation of currency. You know, uh, we're going to have an, an economic shift. You know, it, um, in 2015, they signed the Paris Agreement, which was supposed to switch us back to a gold standard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like 209 countries signed it. And it's been really hard. Um, for those who are aligning with the side of the light to really get this bill pushed into place where now every country, it's basically like saying um, like the U.S. dollar would be a dollar anywhere you went. So in any country you go to, the dollar is a dollar. Um, Mm -hmm. And every country would be represented by the value of what their actual country has. So, for example, Africa would would be would come up to be one of the most predominant countries leading in the the economic balance because they have so much diamonds. They have, you know, the, the value of the country itself. They're high valued in what they can produce out of their own country. So we're we're moving toward a place where the government has to shut down the the. Uh, what is it like it's almost going to be like the great depression all over again but it has to be that way so that this shuts down so that we can have this economic reset so we can have this balance because to have one percent of the world like be the controlling elite is not where we're going as a as a culture anymore that Mm -hmm. has to shift you know you you um, like john carlo was saying you have like three levels to what's happening you have the 3d version of saying you know Um, oh my God, what's happening? Everybody's dying. You know, like the world is falling apart. Then you have like the 4D version of saying, you know, um, this is okay. This too shall pass. But, you know, the cabal is being arrested and, you know, major shifts are happening in the government and the economic system. And then you have the 5D version of just allowing. And the 5D version is just, you know, this is happening. We're meant to be here. And I'm just going to anchor love and light while this is all happening. You know, you choose your perspective of how you kind of want to align with the economic reset. You choose how you want to align with the, and it's really not just an economic, but like the literal, literal global reset of humanity. Mm-hmm. Because we now, after this, life will never be the same. What, what you've never heard in the history of the world, all countries shutting down. This is the first time this has ever happened, you know, where it's been so significant. And the, the, what's crazier about it is that the underlying fact that more people die from the flu than they have from the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. You know, that there's, there's honestly really no reason for us to be having a global pandemic when we've had worse pandemics than this. <laughs> Why now? 
why is this happening now? You know, in the, in the mix of everything else. And it's because there are people, there are regimes that need to be taken out. There are things that need to be pulled out of place so that new structures can be put into place so that we can rise as a human, as a human race, like so that we can be better than what we've ever been before, but in not in a territorial way, but in a way that as, as, humans we're now sharing with each other we're now engaging with each other we're now helping each other mm-hmm. you know we're it's both. really important to to look at that and to feel that and to understand that and not just see the fear in all of it yeah exactly because we're, we're moving to the unconditional love you know we're moving to healing the planet and actually recognizing the oneness that we all are in that we all Correct. are and you know it's like um this whole virus you know it's like the matrix they said the agents were like you know you guys are a virus the human plague is a virus and what does a virus do it attacks the system you know and all these systems are being dismantled for this time to usher in that 5d usher in that new earth and so for those who have kind of signed up for you are experiencing this dark night of the soul what happens after the dark night of the soul? Because I feel that we're kind of moving towards a, a mass awakening. And you said people are going to attract their tribe and, and actually find their homes and things like that. But what happens after the dark night um, from your guys' perspective? Freedom. <laughs> yes. I, that, that I, I know, I'm sure Giancarlo has his own perspective as well, but it's really like, it's freedom. It's the freedom to know that your mind can think anything. It's the freedom to know that you can be anything, you can do anything, you know, but more than that, like right now, um, because you're quarantined, like you feel like you can't go anywhere. But the most important thing is that you can go anywhere when you go inside your mind. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's part of like, when you get through the dark night of the soul, you realize that you can do that energetically and physically. You have the freedom to believe in yourself. You have the freedom to just be, you know, just it, it's important to just be more than the vessel. And I think that's what the dark night of the soul gets you to. It gets you to that point of realization where you're more than the vessel. You know, you have this ability to, you know, everybody's psychic. Everybody can channel. Everybody can heal. Everybody has different ways of expressing their gifts. However, you know, within our household, there's three of us and we all three of us um, do our spiritual healing or our spiritual work in different ways. You know, um, Giancarlo, it, the way he does his thing, he's more does more like shamanic healing. He does energy work. Um, myself, I like to do channeling and I like to do healing. Um, our other roommate, she, she's just a plethora of just a little bit of everything. And we all do our work differently. But that doesn't stop how we're engaging humanity. And I think everybody, once you get through that dark night of the soul, you kind of have, you walk away with something that you can contribute. You know, you find a way that you can now contribute to humanity and a way to help other people. And then you find your calling and now you can go out and help someone else, get them through the dark night of the soul. Thank you. Mm. Yeah. I think the biggest thing that comes out of the dark night of soul and, and, is, is change actually. So one of the biggest things that it's meant to do is inspire change, like a complete revolution internally of what's going on in your life and what are the biggest factors in your life and what are your desires, your goals and your dreams, all that gets reevaluated. And so do all the tools and thoughts and things that you had, all those beliefs that you had to get challenged now, because 
it's meant to bring you to the point where you completely shut down, like meant you to like completely slow your movement down to like zero, like zero inertia so that you can sit in that stillness, right. And really engage with, okay, what isn't allowing me to move forward right now? And why has this brought me to a complete standstill? And that's to really show you that a lot of the tools and belief systems that you have are no longer serving you. Many of the relationships you have are no longer serving you and you're meant to to slough them off and to go into this new container and really redevelop yourself and come out a new person, right? And that is another thing to add is that there is no, it's not the dark night of the soul, it's a dark night of the soul. Many of us have these experiences multiple times, especially being spiritual practitioners. There's a lot of times where the things we deeply held and believed in no longer serve and they're not relevant to the timeline that we're in now and we have to leave them behind. But the more we cling on to them with the ego and the rational mind, thinking that these things worked before, they should be able to work now. You know, some of these things really become less effective and they become denser tools. And they're holding us back from receiving some of these new technologies and abilities that are becoming available to us on these lighter areas or timelines, as it were. So many of us go through these revolutions many times, especially working with, you know, some of these deep, these deep shadow work stuff and, and these psychological kind of processes and spiritual healing, it happens a lot more often and a lot more frequently. But the thing is, once you get through kind of that first major experience and you start to understand the more awareness you can bring to the stuff that you're having, instead of just trying to bypass it or not feel it or just freak out because things are not okay, then things pass through a lot easier. Everything gets like kind of spiritually smoothed out and lubricated and the, the whole experience is meant to soften you because that's how you'll be able to change it's like you have to soften your form before you can kind of take on a new form you have to become like water that can take on the form of anything that it's put into and you can't be rigid in your beliefs you can't be rigid or or stern or stubborn because you're just instead of moving through you're just going to hit hit that wall of that rigidness so these events and these these feelings are meant to soften you up. And in many cases, if they don't soften you up, then they're meant to break you completely so that you can go back to your original components and kind of reform yourself. So one of the big sayings is that you have to go to a breakdown to be able to have a breakthrough, right? Um, many of the times that the vehicles that we think are going to carry us into this newer dimension of ourselves are, are just not adequate. And so you end up with a square peg round hole situation and you're like trying to like pass through this, you know, gateway with the wrong stuff, you know, you don't have the clearance. So that's what it is, is the breakdown and being okay with this stuff that's happening and really just allowing yourself to like cry and just feel all this stuff and just you know, to completely think that you're losing your mind and, and have that be okay and just let it happen. And once it does finally happen, that's when you'll be able to kind of look at everything and just be like, oh, okay, that was supposed to happen. And oh, okay, all these things, I'm not looking at them the same way anymore. So now I can actually move forward through this new space that I've created, through this new container that I've created that ends up being something bigger and better for me. But there's a lot of there's a lot of that that happens. And, um, you know, I used this before, but the, there's the, the lobster analogy. And so when a lobster, you know, 
which is an animal that never ceases growing, right? When it reaches a certain point where it's grown too big for the shell that it currently has, which is a fixed thing, you know, it's, it's rigid and it's meant for its protection, much like the human ego. It, when it outgrows that, it feels an intense pressure that builds up the more that it ignores it because eventually the shell is just is going to oh, crush it, right? Yeah, it's breaking mm-hmm. up a little bit. Go ahead. Got it. Well, so that's the lobster's call. It's an instinct that it has to respond to that, to find a safe place for it to be vulnerable. So it goes and hides away under a rock somewhere where it can be alone and it can shed the shell to allow itself to be vulnerable, you know, and meaty and pulpy and stuff and, and soft. Right. And in, in doing that, it's allowed to have that space to grow as much as it needs to, and then create a new shell that will better serve its new size, right. And it's new, magnitude as and so it goes through that process multiple times and like like that like the animal kingdom we also have our processes that we go through like when a snake sheds its skin so that happens multiple times for us and that's what happens is the mastering of that ability to recognize when that's happening and say oh man there's a big shift coming i need to be vulnerable and i need to really feel my feelings and i need to not hide from myself right now and find that safe space whether it's by myself or with a group of supportive people that can help me then i can shed this exterior that i have that's too tight for me now and move out of these comfort zones to expand myself and then I'll arrive at that totality of that new being that I am. So that's what it's about. It's, it's just a process that occurs multiple times. And, and sometimes it occurs to us here a lot more because there's previous lives where we haven't done any, any of that processing and we, where we have allowed the, the cage or that shell to crush us alive because we have refused to answer the call or we refuse to follow our, our spirit's instinct to go within and to go and, and be vulnerable. And we've chosen to align with the, the harsher truths of the realities um, and, and choose to think that, oh, it's just it's something that's happening to us. And, you know, we're victims and we're helpless and, and it's just gonna, we're just gonna die. And, you know, there's no other way out. Um, so a lot of us are doing it frequently now because we're making up for lost time, so to speak. But it does get easier and it just, um, it doesn't last as long for many cases it just depends on the shift that everybody's going through yeah definitely and like you said it is an individualized process but i I really appreciate the the metaphors and analogies you use and also just clarifying that it's not the of the soul but it's a dark night of the as it continues now before we close you meant john carla you mentioned a book um what was the name of that book that you mentioned uh, did I mention a book? The poem. Um, with dark oh, right, right, right. Um, so it's St. John of the Cross. He wrote a series of books um, called The Ascent on Mount Carmel. Um, they're, I think they're pretty lengthy. Um, some people just go and read the book, which is like the second one in the series about the dark night of the soul. And But I think that um, I've heard that it doesn't have as much context without reading the first part of it. So you know, granted that this is just one person's individualized experience and it's pretty, it's a pretty lengthy account of that. But um, there are some also some shows on Gaia that kind of talk about it and kind of extrapolate some of that stuff from it without necessarily having to have you go read the whole thing. Okay, awesome. I just want to make sure I can get 
get all the resources out there. Um, is there any last closing words you guys wanted to say um, anywhere we can reach you guys or any other resources you have that you want to let the people know? Yes. Um, I actually, I, if I have a, if I could give you a few little tidbits, um, something that we do, you know, when we, when we get together is um, uh, we channel energy. Um, and one of the things that I'm really blessed to be able to do, and I'm kind of like, I was going back and forth with whether or not I wanted to share uh, was the last channel me message that I wrote. Um, I channel a group called the collective of nine. Um, they're, uh, they're galactic beings and um, they come from many um, solar systems. It's not just one uh, solar system. So some may be Palladian, some may be Arcturian, um, some are Lyran. Um, and the last message I received, I received while we were in our group session um, this past Tuesday. And although the message itself was for the group, um, if you would allow, I'd love to share it with you guys. And um, it'll be like two minutes or so, maybe less if I read fast. Absolutely. Um, but I do want to share it with you. Um, if you could, I would be grateful if you did. Um, and then, um, so I'll just get through this first. And and this is in regards to, um, you know, what's going on with COVID-19. Okay. Uh, so this is channeled message from Tuesday, March 24th, 2020. Celebrate for you have already gone past this moment. Celebrate because humanity has already prevailed. Through time you are realizing, but without time it has already happened. Humanity has lifted its energy to the 5D. You must already stay, you must all stay aligned. Stay aligned and do not allow what seems like the end to force you back into a lower vibration. Thank you for your effort. Thank you for your love. Because of you, the light has already won. Because of you, kind spirit, many are free. Many more will continue to find their path to ascension through this, through this now moment. Love is such a splendid, miraculous thing. The energy of love transcends through time and space and beyond. Anchor the vibration of love. Anchor that moment when the ohm begins to form on your lips and the moment when the vibration fills into your spirit and continue to share with the world ohm. Ohm is more than a word. It is a vibration of all that is and all that is not. So when you speak this vibration, you do not only transmute your world, you transmute the world and dimensions around you. I wish you could all see the immense energy bursting through the roof today feel it, but I wish you could see it, how groups as small as yours, I'm sorry, <laughs> I wish you could all see how a group as small as yourselves could change everything. Small is relative, your spirit is so large and so positively charged that you can manifest anything. Believe this is done, believe we have already lived this and gotten through it because we have. Remember to celebrate life for all Though you may be in your physical life, I'm sorry, remember to celebrate life for although you may in your physical life be restricted, know that your spirit is not. Your spirit may go and travel anywhere. Have fun with this time of getting to know yourself again. Have fun connecting with us galactics and your spirit guides. Be present in love. Be present in light. Be available to the light infusing your planet and your plane and share it. Anchor it, emanate it into the reality you are. The crystals that you are are connected to source light codes have activated in you. You are the pillars of infinite light. Thank you for coming. Thank you for remembering who you are. Now go out and help awaken those around you. 
be the activation. You are activated. You are perfection. You are us. We are the nine. And I leave you with that. Thank you so much for sharing. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything to leave behind in closing. Um, the um, the podcast that I had actually referred to, um, it's called The Un- and that's online. You just have to dig through their website to find the Dark Knight of the Soul podcast. And it's about 30 minutes long, but it's really, it was really illuminating for me. Like it was really practical in terms of like nailing down the really important things about this process that actually helped me to step out of what I was experiencing. No, oh, somebody said that was the unnamed path. Yes. All right, perfect. Thank you both for sharing your time, your knowledge, your wisdom, your stories, just your energy. Thank you both so much for being here. And just, I'm very grateful that you guys agreed to do this. So thank you so much. And um, I'll talk to you guys soon. Until next time. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, I'm grateful for you too. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you guys. Later. Bye.